Hello, and welcome to the Keys to Spiritual Fulfillment podcast, where we'll identify and explore ways that we can become the best human beings we can be, compassionate, wise, loving, confident, and courageous. I'm Reverend Dr. Arvid Straubi, your host, and I've been helping people grow spiritually for more than 40 years. I've been a congregational leader, a trained spiritual director, and a meditation coach. And I'm a lifelong student of spiritual practices and traditions. Today, let's talk about dealing with difficult emotion. That's something that we can all learn about to our advantage. The writer Mark Twain once said, I'm an old man, and I've known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. You know, some of the greatest suffering as human beings is through difficult emotions like fear and anger. When we're in the grips of fear, for instance, the thoughts that we have around the emotion can seem real. You know, say our boss makes a slightly critical offhand comment like, uh, you're kind of late this week all the time. That's not like you. So, What could easily happen is we could have vivid images of a terrible future unfolding. And these images, these thoughts that we have, we we can believe them and that that will make us even more afraid. You know, the suffering is real. Difficult emotions are often real. But this is the important part. Very often. Though they are real in the way they impact us and the way they feel, they're not true. Don't believe everything you think. The imagined future is not what's going to happen from the boss's uh, offhand comment, but the fear could make a self-fulfilling prophecy. Think about this. Fear isn't real right now. Fear is worrying about something that's in the future, and the future is never real. The future is just an idea in our heads. It doesn't exist in the present moment. In a book uh, by Roger Walsh, called Seven Central Spiritual Practices, uh, essential in his book, Essential Spirituality, uh, Roger Walsh says, we are unwilling to, exper- uh, to experience, the things that we are unwilling to experience runs our lives. When we're unwilling to experience fear, for instance, if we feel planes, we don't fly. If we fear failure, we don't take risks. If we fear love, We live without love. Our lives are constricted by the fears that we are unwilling to face. Not a person listening here whose life has not been blighted by words or actions committed, however, in the throes of anger. Our own anger or the anger of others. The spectrum of anger ranges from mild irritation to violent harm. 
And anger blights our lives because it narrows our focus and distorts our view of reality. Again, it feels real, but it might not be true. Probably isn't true. Emotions like fear and anger can blot out our consciousness about what is actually real. So, we need to cultivate emotional wisdom, says Roger Walsh. He describes three strategies for dealing with difficult emotions. The first is to foster helpful attitudes such as broad uh, gratitude and generosity. And I'm always talking about these things because they're some of the absolute most effective spiritual practices that we can do. Bringing to our minds and to our behavior gratitude and generosity. We we can work on cultivating positive emotions such as love and compassion. Now, the Vietnamese Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh talks about how we all carry in our unconscious these seeds. We have seeds of fear, anger, jealousy. We also have fears of wisdom, compassion, courage. And different conditions are what makes it possible for particular seeds from our ground consciousness to come up and manifest and become an emotion. So these can be the skillful emotions the or the difficult emotions. So it's good to look closely at the sources of the seeds of fear and anger so that they're not afflicting us. How do we do that? Well, remember, we are social creatures, so it's really good to get help from others, those wise friends with whom we can have wise conversations. You know, deep listening is one of the most powerful gifts that we can give each other as human beings. Really listening, really taking in what the other person is saying. And if we have wise friends who will do that, deep listening for us, then that can so effectively ease the pain of fear and anger. It gives us perspective on the stories that we tell ourselves that make things worse. And then we can look out for what Walsh identifies as major errors So what I've said so far, you know, might make you think that you should judge, condemn, and repress these emotions. But what we resist persists. So we shouldn't actually <laughs> condemn difficult emotions as bad or wrong because these are just part of who we are as human beings. They're part of our biological heritage in our evolutionary past. And even today, they are part of those things that help us survive. So we're, we're of danger of addiction and other unhelpful 
behaviors, if we push those things out of our awareness, if we judge them and saying, if we don't take care of them. Because when we do that, we also cut off the energy that feeds positive emotions. And that can lead to depression and physical symptoms of various kinds. We also shouldn't be indulging and inflaming those emotions. So we have no choice really but to somehow make friends with them. There's a, all mental states we can, are really impermanent. In order for us to reduce our emotional suffering, it's important for us to understand how our emotions work. One of my teachers, Shenzhen Young, says that if you reduce emotions to their most basic element, they're simply two things, thoughts and body sensations. It's the thoughts that get us in trouble. But think about it. They're just conditions arising. They're just the conditions that made those seeds come up from storehouse consciousness that we talked about earlier. You know, they're those tape loops that we've had ever since we were children. Don't believe everything you think. <laughs> we can love those things if we realize it comes from a hurt part of ourselves. And that might be a better way to deal it, deal with it, self compassion. The Tibetan teacher Sokni Rinpoche talks about beautiful monsters. These are those afflictive voices in our heads, these uh, that make us so miserable. And that's why they're called monsters. What makes them beautiful? Why are these monsters that cause us so much suffering beautiful? Because they're a part of you, and they're a part of you that helped you survive. That's how you developed these kinds of thoughts and behavior patterns at some point in your life. So these parts of yourself no longer serve you, but they don't know that because you've now developed a habit of thinking that way. The only option is to accept and love that part of yourself, to feel that suffering. And you can really, really feel them if you pay attention to the sensations of your body and send healing and kindness to that suffering being, which is you. You know, we're going to have afflictive emotions. And there's a lot of ways we can take care of those. We can take care of those through mindful breathing, through walking meditation, and the other technique is to let the thoughts do what they want, not push them away, but then shift your attention to those body sensations that go along with them. You know, say you're feeling irritation. Notice, I'm irritated. 
and then say, what's happening in my body? Bring curiosity to that. What am I feeling? You know, where is the sensation of this irritation located? What's it like? Is it contraction? Is it throbbing? Is it burning? What kind of sensation is it? Where is it located? What are its boundaries? What's its nature? And then we can watch it change. You know, one of my meditation coaches talked about looking at it as a, say you're on a hike and you see a critter that you've never seen before. You're interested. You're curious. You stop. You see, what's it going to do next? And that's how if we shift our attention from the thoughts of these afflictive emotions and notice the sensations, we're just curious. And we, what's it going to do next? What's it like? What's its characteristic? I think you'll find that the difficult emotion will lessen. By taking care of our emotions in this way, we can also listen to the important messages that they have to give us, not those screaming mental tape loops that cause us so much suffering. And sometimes they're just habit. Sometimes they don't mean anything. They're, sometimes they're just what Tibetans call old mind. And if we can bring compassion and awareness to our afflictive emotions they will gradually be reduced. Confront a situation, say. uh, You maybe value a relationship, and then you can, if there's a problem with that relationship, you can find your, your part in that relationship, and you can make amends. This is part of the 12-step wisdom So try this. (laughs) Pray for that person for eight days. That's the recommendation. Pray for that person for eight days. If you don't pray, then you can always think about their good qualities and wish them well. You can even go so far as to give them a gift or do them a favor. And then if you need to talk about the situation with them, something that they did that hurt you or made you angry, don't do that when you're angry. These are survival emotions, and they're deeply wired in, uh, in our brains. And so be gentle with yourself. Have mercy on yourself. Work with yourself with compassion and, and curiosity because we're not going to be perfect. We go for progress and not perfection. As the Buddha said, at the end of the way, freedom. Till then, patience. So you can forgive yourself and others that way. The better we understand and manage our emotions, the more clearly we see ourselves and others in the world around us, And our happiness and benevolence increases as we realize the deepest truth of all. That we are not separate. That we are not alone. That we are the children of a great love. 
This has been the Keys to Spiritual Fulfillment podcast with Reverend Dr. Arvid Strabi. Let me respectfully remind you that life and death are of ultimate concern. Time passes swiftly by, and opportunity is lost. Wake up. Wake up. Do not squander your precious life.